0: When I work with nonprofit clients who are hiring me for evaluation efforts, they often ask me, Rebecca, what do we need? What's the difference between a logic model and a theory of change? We hear these words and we don't really know the difference and we don't really know which ones we need. Honestly, I get hired all the time to develop logic models for people and it's not because they love logic models, it's because they are usually going after a grant and that grant is requiring a logic model. The nonprofits reach out to me and they say, hey, can you develop a logic model for us? We need it for this grant. And they develop one and then they put it off to the side as like, good, we got that done for the grant. But logic models, theories of change, they are all very helpful for you and your organization. They're good tools. I know that there's a whole bunch of like buzzwords, logic model, theory of change, what are they? It sounds so complex, right? And I know that you guys just want to be focused on serving, serving the populations that you started your nonprofit to serve. So, I'm hoping to break down for you what's the difference between a logic model and a theory of change and make it not so complex. Let's talk about it. welcome to episode four of the harvesting results show where i help you serve others by offering you resources tools and advice so that you can nurture your roots and harvest the fruits of all of your hard work and dedication to your unique cause i'm rebecca britt and today we are talking about logic models and theory of change. Before we get started, head on over to katulocom slash logic and there is a completely editable logic model template that you can use while we're going through this. So, we are actually going to go through what a logic model is and a theory of change and you can actually do the work while we are talking so that by the end of this video, you have just developed your logic model. So if you're like me, like time is money, I got to get this done, I don't really want to watch a whole video and then go do it on my own, go to katullo.com logic, download the editable template, pause this video, do that, come back and uh, let's, let's knock it out today. We are going to talk about what is a theory of change, I know. Bunch of buzzwords, we hear about them all the time and we start even using them ourselves and we don't really know what they mean. I want to help you make this not so complex. A theory of change is your theory on how your products and services help change the problem or issue for your population. You have services, right? You are serving a population. You have programs or services and you are basically saying with your programs and services, it helps your population to achieve some desired result. You're making a change, right? So a theory of change could honestly be a couple of sentences or a couple of paragraphs about your theory of how your program and services creates change for your population. It's a theory of change. Not that complicated, right? You can do that. And if you can't do that because you don't know, then you got to get clear on that. You got to pull out a piece of paper and figure out what your theory of change is because donors, stakeholders, everybody kind of needs to know why your programs and services matter for your population and how they help you achieve your mission. A theory of change is just that, how are your program and services changing something for your population. The logic model is one way in which you can map out your theory of change. When I say theory of change versus logic model, doesn't really make sense because they're not apples to apples. It's apples and oranges. A theory of change is your theory of how you're changing something for your population. Your logic model is a tool in which you can develop your theory of change. I love logic models. They are absolutely amazing because rather than just like a couple paragraphs of your theory, they actually like break down the components of your program to such a granular level that somebody could actually take that logic model, honestly, if you do it well, and have everything they need to know how to run your programs. They could replicate it. And that's how I want you to think about developing your logic model. You need to put everything on there so that somebody could not only understand it if they looked at this one piece of paper, but they could also replicate your programs if they needed to. Let's walk through all the components of a logic model. You can build your logic model, like I said, if you go grab that template and we can do it together. And then you'll have your theory of change. In the first box, now, if you're not familiar, you haven't looked at logic models before, it's a bunch of boxes. So that's where I think people get overwhelmed because they're like, oh, these look like, you know, interesting graphics and it just looks complex but it really isn't that difficult. Uh, The first box is inputs. This is going to be everything it takes to run your program. Now on the template that I offer you it says program at the top. I actually don't love logic models for your whole organization, for the whole organization. A lot of times people want to do a logic model for their whole organization and you can do that because you should have a theory of change of how all of your programs and services um, achieve your result. But to start with, I want you to do one for each one of your programs because you need each one of your programs needs to have its own mission, its own goal of what it's trying to achieve and it needs to have its own theory of how that program realizes that achievement. Do it for each one of your programs. And then once you have all of your programs, logic models done, then you can make a big one and they should all boil up into your overall theory of change, right? Because hopefully your programs were chosen to actually affect uh, the change that you wanted to affect. Okay, in the input section, the first box, you are going to put everything that you invest, everything that it takes to run your program. This is staff, volunteers, Time, money, materials, equipment, technology, everything. Again, if somebody were to pick up this piece of paper and they were to go and try to start the same program, they would need to know everything it takes to run it. So if you have two staff members running it, put that. If you need four volunteers, do that. Get really specific. You need a graphic designer. You need an event planner. You need a licensed mental health therapist. You need $500,000 in grants. Whatever it takes. The equipment, you need activities, you need clothing, you need a 2,500 square foot warehouse. I don't know. All the things that it takes, you are going to put in the input section. The outputs section. Now, some logic models just have one box for outputs. The template that I'm giving you has two boxes. One is what we do, our activities, and one is who we serve, our participants, or what participation looks like. You can do whatever type of model you want and there's a whole bunch of templates out there. This one's legit. I got it directly from uh, my graduate studies. So this is what they're teaching program evaluators now in their programs to become masters in program evaluation. So it's a legit template. If you're using my template in the output section under activities, this is what your services you offer. Are they workshops? Are they classes? Are they one-on-one mentorship? Are they curriculum? Are they training? Are they assessments? Are you facilitating something? Are you working with partners? That's your activities. In the participations column or the participation column, you want to put Who are your clients? Like is it a specific age range? Is it a specific demographic that you're working with? What do they, who are they? What does it look like for them to get your services? So maybe they engage in a three-day event. Maybe they come and they get one-on-one mentorship and they are matched with a mentor. What does participation look like and who are the participants? Moving on to the outcomes. There are three boxes in the outcome section. Outcomes are short, medium, and long. These are the immediate short or immediate outcomes. What do your clients have as soon as or during they're getting services from you? This might be they're more compliant, they're more knowledgeable, they have skills developed, they have aspirations, you've developed their confidence, like something happened right away. In the medium section, it's With that extra skill, extra knowledge, extra confidence, more compliance, they took an action. There's a behavior change, something happened. For my program, we develop life skills for healthy transitions into adulthood. So the immediate outcome, the short one, is that they maybe develop their sense of purpose at the barn, they develop their confidence, they feel a sense of belonging, Their medium outcome is that they've actually started to develop life skills in areas like responsibility and independence. And long-term is they're able to use those life skills and actually make healthy transitions into adulthood. Okay, so that's a kind of broken it down as short, immediate, medium, and long. With medium, what actions, behaviors, were their policies developed? Did they commit to something? What action did they take? beyond the initial knowledge or skills or awareness that they earned. And then their long-term result. What happens with their action? So if people develop some type of skill or knowledge or awareness and then they take some action and they change their behavior, in the long-term, what does that mean? Like what if we change their behavior or they do something different or they make commitments, what will that mean for their long-term health or goal or the long-term population? What are we going to see? What are we going to achieve? And then on a logic model, there's also a section for assumptions and a section for external factors. So, assumptions are everything you're assuming has to take place before this can even work. So, you're assuming that you can hire somebody to be staff. You're assuming volunteers care enough to be dedicated and committed. You're assuming that you get the grant for $500,000, okay? There's, there's a bunch of assumption. That clients even care to come to your location or whatever. Whatever assumptions you're making need to go in the assumptions box and then there's external factors. So, external factors are things that you have no control over. One external factor like working with kids in foster care they may get removed from their placement and sent to another county and now they can no longer come to our services. So an external factor is them being removed and another external factor that could relate to everyone is like COVID-19. Maybe COVID-19 limits in-person events. Maybe COVID-19 limits clients being able to come get your services. So those are the type of external factors you're going to want to put in that box. That was a lot. I hope you can go back, pause, re-listen and really fill this out right in real time. To recap, your theory of change is just your theory on how your programs and services achieve your result. You can write it out in a narrative. If you've done a logic model, you've done a theory of change. A logic model is a form of a theory of change. It's a tool you can use to articulate your theory of change. A logic model has the goal of your program and then the inputs it takes, staff, volunteers, money, materials, equipment, everything it takes to run your program. It has what the activities or services are that you offer, who you offer them to in the output section and then in the outcomes, it's short, medium and long-term results that uh, participants are getting by engaging in your programs and services and then you also add assumptions and external factors. I have to just say that Once you've created this and now you can apply for your grant, that's great, but please, please use it. So, how can you use a logic model for you? How can it help you? A logic model not only can help you articulate to stakeholders, this is what we do. And, you know, I don't think that you should publish your logic model on your website because stakeholders aren't going to be able to read it and understand it and break it down usually. But now that you're clearer on exactly what you do and what it takes, you can break that down for like, Hey, this is all it takes to run our program. Have your inputs as part of a fundraising campaign so that people understand what it takes. And you can use this, this is my big one, of course, for evaluation measures. So in your short-term, short-term outcomes, you're saying that you built confidence, you built life skills, you equipped them to do something, you raised awareness, you increased uptake or compliance. Well, now that you've articulated that you do all those things, now you can measure them. Send out a survey that says, did we build your confidence? Did you feel better equipped? Did you improve your compliance? You can track all of those things. So then you get to say 98% of the people that go through our program had increased confidence or increased compliance or had better knowledge of something. You can also create measures for the action. So say people um, learned how to do public speaking maybe a medium-term goal is that they actually book several public speaking engagements. So maybe your measure is how many people went from taking our course to being equipped to actually public speaking. So you can track, you can send out a survey in six months and say in the last six months, did you engage in one or more speaking engagement? And if they say yes, Then you can say, you know what, 98% of the people that go through our course are report being equipped to do a speaking engagement and 78% of them actually do. That's huge. That's huge. So now you're using your logic model to actually track your progress and your success in doing this. Each one of those outcomes should have metrics associated with them and you can start building measures so that you can track and collect that data, and then you get to demonstrate your impact to stakeholders. So it's a very, very useful tool. If you haven't already, go over to katulo.com logic, get the template that I'm talking about, Make sure you build yours today and I would love to hear in the comments how you built yours, what was the hardest part of it, if it gave you some clarity, if you're able to build some evaluative measures around this and if you're going to do more than just use it for a grant but actually use it to articulate your theory of change. Thank you for getting clear on your theory of change and wanting to do a logic model. By breaking this down, you're going to be able to serve... Uh, the populations that you serve even better. So I will see you guys next time and thank you for your service to this world.